to Slow and Steady, the podcast where you get to follow along as we try to figure out how to build and run a SaaS. I'm Brian. And I'm Benedict. Each week, we'll give you an honest peek in our, into our lives as we work on our products and keep the lights on with consulting. Today is September 25th, and I'm feeling quite normal. <laughs> This is episode number 10, and I am feeling quite content. <laughs> You, we were, we were joking right before we hit record and you were like, I don't know how I'm feeling. So you just kind of, yeah, right, like, right in the middle. Yeah. Like, like the baseline. Yeah. Nothing, nothing special into either direction. Okay. Nothing, <laughs> nothing amazing. Nothing terrible also. Yeah. I think everything balances out quite well. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Well, I'm f I I feel I feel very good about how <laughs> things are. Not just I mean we always talk you know work wise stuff, but a lot of the underlying you know motivation behind this podcast is the the personal aspect of trying to figure out how to do <laughs> how to do all this and make sense of it. And um, last last night was my we had a birthday party for my wife. It's her 40th birthday, so kind of like a, a milestone when. We had, wow. uh, yeah, congrats. Thanks. Yeah. We had friends over and like the weather was flawless. It was like a backyard dinner at our house. So I, I am just like, everything is good. Everything's fine. Still trying to figure all this stuff out, but in the grand scheme of things, it's, it's all good. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Surprised that it's not that your answer wasn't hung over or something. <laughs> like that. No, I've maybe, maybe a handful of years ago it might have been. And so <laughs> I've, I've been really cutting back on, on, on drinking. That's, I think that's just the other part <laughs> of aging. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can not, see that. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, no, it was, it was good. What, what, what have you been up to? How's your week? Uh, my week was nice. Um, made some progress on the in-app messaging. Uh, tried the experiment with the JSON Web Tokens. Worked well, really well. I think that's the direction I'm definitely going down. And um, then got a little bit stuck again. Not sure like how to implement this in the existing system, like um, where to start, and then basically just started refactoring the existing stuff to pull stuff apart. Because right now a lot of a lot of the messaging logic is focused around emails, and I'm now just like pulling it apart and yeah, disconnecting the messaging aspect from the email aspect, so we can have multiple okay. channels for for the in-app messages as well. Okay, can can you give can you give me just like the the one minute description of this feature? What what exactly is it going to do for customers? Um, it will allow customers to include a tiny snippet on their website or inside their application, and it will identify the user based on the JWT thingy yeah. they they pass over. <laughs> Technical term. And yeah, yeah, it's basically uh, it's basically the user ID, but encrypted and signed, okay. so you can't tamper with it. Okay. And that will be used to show them their messages you triggered inside of user list inside the app, like similar to, to how in, an intercom widget would pop up and just show a message. Okay. That's, that's the basic idea of it. Okay. And so as, as your customer from my user list dashboard, I'll be able to see what all these users are doing, actions that they're taking, and then 
I can trigger like based on an action that they took within the application, I can send them an email or an app or is that, that's it. Yeah. Right now, okay. right now it's just emails and uh -huh. uh, with the, with the new feature, you will be able to just show them a message right in your, inside your app. Okay. Uh, like either the next time they log in or okay. based on what they do. Like integrated in like within the UI of the application or as a little bottom, like a, a pop-up in the bottom right. Uh, for now, it's it will be a, a pop up in okay. the bottom right or something yeah, like so, that. Okay. Not not right. really defined yet. Okay. Um, maybe maybe we do something where you can integrate it into the UI, but that's definitely a little bit trickier. So yeah, no, for sure. No, I was just I was just stage improvement. Yep. Just just curious. Like generally, when you've been describing in app messaging, I I have an idea in my head <laughs> of what you're <laughs> of what you're talking about. I just want to make sure that that my assumption is you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's what we're trying to do. Okay. Uh, no chat or anything, just like one way, one way messages. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. Cool. It's not email. So, okay. So, um, so I want to, I'm going to like ask a couple, uh, questions about <laughs> it because it, it does, it, it feels like in-app messaging has been on your plate for, yeah, for, for a little yeah, while for, now. For quite a while now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, as you probably noticed, it, it it's been uh, in my head for a while, mm -hmm. and uh, try to figure out how to do it. And at this point, I feel confident that we have a good, simple version um, figured out that we can now implement. And that's basically what I'm doing okay. right now. Nice. Um, do you have a do you have a sense of when you'll be able to ship it? Hopefully in the next couple of weeks, but nice. who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's always with all the stuff going on, like consulting and okay, so other weird things <laughs> that happen in the product. Uh, yeah. It's hard to estimate. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a but. But what I'm hearing is it's it's a it's a function of time and priority, not necessarily technical implementation at this point. Yep. Okay. I think I have the technical side figured out at yeah. least for the first version, uh -huh. and now it's a matter of getting it done. Mm -hmm. How are you? How are you? Because you're the only developer working on it. How are you sliding in, working on bugs or you know emergencies like that sort of thing? How, how are you prioritize? Are you prioritizing that time? Uh, well, basically. When it's on fire, then it <laughs> yeah. gets high priority, <laughs> right? And everything else is uh, is flexible. Uh -huh. um, yeah, I don't really have a good answer there. Yeah. It's just gut feeling at this point. Yeah, no, I I, I relate. <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> I I think it it always it feels like. Um, have Have you read Have you read Shape Up yet? Not yet, but okay. it's on my on yeah. my list. Okay. Like, I, I'm I taking it, the week off next week. And yeah. I'm planning to read yeah, it I, during I, that time. I know we talked about it here before. I wasn't curious if you'd yeah. gotten to it uh, yet. And Not yet. Everybody, everybody in our world anyway is is reading it. Is reading it, yeah. And uh, it's it definitely strikes me as um, it, just a more sensible way to run you know, de design and development when you're at the scale that, that we're at and te teams like Basecamp and most of the people listening are at makes a whole lot more sense. Um, I'm, I'm always, I always just have this like tiny little, you know, voice that's kind of running in the back. That's a little bit skeptical, um, 
of of any time a process is presented in such this pristine fashion and just do it this way and everybody will be calm and you know and it's like ah come on like i your your way is probably better than no than no program at all or um or no process whatsoever but come on like it's not yeah it's not as perfect as you're writing it to be i bet so i i don't know that that could be a little bit too cynical of a take um but anyway well, that's usually, I mean, one size doesn't fit fit all, right? Yeah. I mean, it's always getting inspired by other people's processes and then adapting it to your yeah. situation. Yeah. And I feel like the only important process is basically always looking back and refining yeah. what, whatever process you have. Yeah. I think do, that's the only thing that you should do. Yeah. Absolutely should do. Do, do, you, have, do you have retros built into your schedule right now? As you're working on user list, um, not really because it, like we tried to do it in the in the beginning, but at this point it's just too I don't know too unpredictable, uh-huh. uh, and it, it didn't really work so far. We do do some small retros every quarter just to reflect back on what happened in the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and then see if we can learn anything from that, but. It's not like we have a strict strict process like you'd, you'd have in, I don't know, Scrum or so, where you oh, have yeah. sprints of two weeks and then have a retro every two weeks. I think that's overkill for us right now. Yeah, yeah, but be- because the, the time that each of you might have spent in a given two-week period is so variable because it's you're still part-time on it? Yeah, that's one part. And also, I feel like we just talk about the stuff whenever it happens comes up mm. like if there's something that doesn't work right okay we just talk about it right in this moment and okay. it doesn't need a formal it doesn't really need a formal process of yeah we talk about it in the next uh, retrospective mm-hmm. or something like that okay. interesting yeah but i see i mean i see i totally see the value in in, in having that uh, eventually um it's a useful tool yeah yeah i would it'd be interesting to hear from other uh, other teams of people who are working on something part-time together. Like it definitely, it definitely feels like the structure and process development process for a two or three person team where everybody is part-time on it has different needs and a different cadence, different schedule than, you know, some prescribed thing for a team of, you know, six to 50 yeah. who are all full-time. Yeah. Like it's just a different, it's yeah. a different context. Um, some, some process, some check-in, some scheduling, I think is, is required, but it's different. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. But I I feel like the, the part-time aspect of it makes it super hard to, like in every aspect, it makes it hard to plan. It makes it hard to, Mm. yeah, pull patterns or processes out of what you did in the last couple of weeks, because you're constantly jumping between, right between uh, projects and switching focus and mm-hmm. yeah it's just yeah it's a mess <laughs> what's what's the conversation like between between you three right now then in terms of um like is, is there is there a timeline of one of us might try to go three quarters time on this or yeah i know i know some investors have reached out like is there any yeah what's the conversation like right now in terms of Here's what our time and in, time investment is like. 
is is this how we're going to run it in for for a little while, or or is there a change there? Yeah, uh, there's there's constant conversation going on there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we had this long we had a longer discussion uh, about taking outside funding and mm -hmm. stuff like that, and going full time on this a while ago. And back then we decided, yeah, no, let's not do it. But it's been a recurring topic even after that. So yeah. I think it was just yesterday we had a call with a with, a, with an investment firm. Um, that yeah i don't know it wasn't super helpful um because like we're definitely not going to take like vc funding and have the goal of building a super large enterprise mm -hmm. so it was pretty clear that that particular investment firm is probably not a f good fit okay. <laughs> right now yeah but like tiny seed and earnest capital and stuff like that in vc always looks nice from the outside yeah. <laughs> and there's a there's an argument to be made that it might be a good idea to apply for something like that yeah but then again i feel like money isn't really our problem like i think we could afford just going full-time without taking outside money um then and then, then there's why, the question so well, why yeah then why, why don't, don't do you it? yeah yeah and uh, that's something we haven't figured out yet. <laughs> well, well, let me ask you right now. I mean, why why don't you, if you could afford it, to go full time for three months and see where you're at? I think like, right now the question is if all three of us could go full time, mm -hmm. um, because Claire is mostly doing consulting these days, and I'm not sure if I'd feel good about going full time on user list, but be the only one or. Just uh, like, okay. I feel like it's yeah. either all of us full time or none of us, because okay. otherwise it feels a bit it feels a bit unfair that one one's person full time one and person taking a huge moving stuff sacrifice moving stuff forward while everyone else is doing other stuff on the side. Yeah, that feels kind of weird. Um, and I, I think that's something we have to discuss yeah. eventually and then figure out. And maybe out getting outside money is a way to. Um, to resolve that, basically mm -hmm. allowing everyone to uh, to go full time. Yeah, that is such an interesting point about the the interpersonal dynamics. If one person is okay, I'm going. I'm foregoing any other income. I'm going full time on this because it makes sense for me. But then the other folks aren't. Um, yeah, that's. I, I hear you on it not being fair. I, I guess at this, you know, at the same time, if it. Uh, if if it works for one person and that's where the biggest need is for the company, then it's best for the company. I don't know. That's a hard one. Yeah, it's a hard one, uh, definitely. And I feel like just one of us going full time probably doesn't cut it. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I could go full time on development, but so what? Yeah, that's I mean, <laughs> the usual problem. Product moves forward and we add features. Okay, but who cares, right? Yeah. I mean, we still have because uh, user still acquisition is growing up. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Still need to do marketing and stuff like that. So <laughs> I feel like if this should really work, then we should all go full time. Yeah. Well, yeah. all right. Keep us keep us posted, man. Best of luck on. <laughs> yeah, we do. Continuing to find that balance. Yeah. What's going on in your week? Um. Let's see. I had a couple of I had a couple of 
good things I'll, I'll update on. One thing I wanted to say is your friend, Michael at, is it Newsy? Is that how it's pronounced? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, Newsy, uh, reached out. It was when we were talking about writing custom proposals, um, yes. and all that sort of thing. And so I, uh, I felt it, really bad about, about that episode after we recorded it, realizing that I never even mentioned it, me- mentioned him <laughs> in that episode because like Newsy is like the perfect tool for writing proposals. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's proposal software. So he reached out and was like, Hey, I got this thing. Like, you know, here's a little you know test account and then get, give it a whirl. So, um, that was, that was really, that was kind of him. Um, I also got a, uh, a Twitter, uh, message from, from David. Um, uh, this, this is o- Ope Idris. I asked him how to pronounce it and he said, ah, just call me David. Um, <laughs> but it was, it was back from, hi, like, David. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hi David. It was back from like a, a few episodes ago and he was, he was, when we were talking about, you know, putting some time and energy into the website, content marketing and all that, or just like, is it just direct sales? Like you're a consultant, mm-hmm. just do direct sales. He was sharing from his experience, like just keep doing direct sales. Um, with your with your website being more productized, you should be able to have a better reference for clients, which will allow for some less customized work and reducing the mental load for you. Just talking from his experience that he's, you know, still, yeah, there's going to be some custom stuff, but uh, ha- having some packages defined kind of helps put some, like maybe a little bit of rails on the road. Um, so that was, that was, that was some some good feedback there. So thanks David for listening and for, um, for reaching out the, um, let's see the other thing I did this week. Uh, I had my mastermind call back on Friday and, mm-hmm. uh, was just updating them on where, you know, some of the output of those, uh, customer interviews and, and what might be, what might be next. And so I outlined, um, just a, just some super basic functionality for what a, a tool that would help managers to um, to measure and improve uh, the, the feelings of loneliness and isolation in their remote for their remote teams. Um, like what what might it do? Uh, and showed it to a couple of the people that I had uh, interviewed with, and one of them was like, "Oh yeah, I would I would I would implement that right away. I would try that right now." Nice. And so um, it's like, okay cool. Let's, let's do it. And so, um, I've, I found a, a developer, um, who's got some, uh, Slack, uh, application experience and we are kind of going back and forth in a, a Slack, a Slack group that we created just a, a private workspace for us to prototype this thing out. Um, try a different type, a uh, couple different survey types based on, the feedback I was getting on Twitter, a bunch of articles and resources that I've been reading ever since, a couple of conversations, or and then some practices that uh, those managers that I've interviewed are, are implementing and have said have been helpful. So uh, that's where that's where it stands. Um, well, hopefully by the beginning of next week, have you know something ugly cobbled together uh, that I can start <laughs> start pushing. Um, to see, That's if, see cool. if it's helpful. And also, super fast. Like the turnaround time is is pretty amazing. Like a week ago, you didn't have an idea what what exactly to do. <laughs> At least that's what you told us. <laughs> well, <laughs> well. So I will. I mean, what I I'm, what I'd been saying and like trying to keep my keep my head around is stay stay as focused on the problem as I 
as I can, like continue to think about the problem. Um, even, even in that point, like what was, what is the simplest first thing that I would test? Like that, the, that solution was not that, not that far away from my, from my head. What I was not doing was in those initial interviews saying, okay, cool. Well, here's what I'm going to build. And would you use it? Uh, it was much more of like, okay, is, is this a problem? Are people paying to solve it? Um, has it been a problem for a little while? Those sorts of things. And so this is the, this is the simplest, easiest, fastest thing that I could build and test. And we'll see. Cool. So do you want to share like what exactly it's doing? It sounds okay. like it's a Slack, Slack app. Uh, yeah. So it's basically. And it just like sends out messages to everyone once per week or how does it work? Yeah. So it's just going to be an automated uh, an automated survey tool that the manager will say at this appointed time to my direct reports, uh, send these seven questions, uh, six or seven, um, that are, I mean, I could, I could pull them up, but they're, uh, it's just basically like, um, you know, how, how are you feeling these days? You know, red, orange, or green, where it gives like a couple of adjectives. How many video calls did you have with your teammates this week? And a drop down. Did you attend any community events or meetups this week? How satisfied are you with your home office or co-working space? Um, how can we help you improve your workspace? Uh, how many days this week did you work outside of your home? And is there anything else that we should know about? And so um, I'm I am a hundred percent certain that <laughs> that that set of questions is not the right set of questions, or is not the perfect set of questions. Um, but it's de those are definitely patterns that showed up across teams of all types. Like these are the things that we want our people to be doing. And so um, where, you know, exactly how much nudging or suggestions the tool will make to the manager based on those responses, I'm not thinking about that in the least just yet. I think that there are some obvious potential product automations in there. Um, But right now, right now it is, um, will, will managers, you know, give over their credit card number in order to implement a tool that, that does this and kind of keeps tabs on these specific questions having to do with loneliness and isolation for remote teams. Mm -hmm. Yeah, makes sense. Um, one thing that just came to mind, uh, is how do you feel about like, so like building a bot that talks to people versus the manager just talking yeah. to them. <laughs> yep. So, uh-huh. Um, so what, what it for sure will not, will not do is, re is fix the problem on its sure. own, um, or replace like the person, personal interaction. And that's, and that's the whole point. And so I, ideally the other, the other practice that for sure managers ought to be doing is having weekly one-on-ones on video calls with their, with their team. And so the responses to this survey, um, are, is, is going to be like a conversation point for those, for those conversations and for sure noticing trends over time, you know, um, hmm. will be, will be really, really important as time goes on. Like you don't, sometimes you don't realize, yeah, I've like been kind of in the orange and red zone for a little while here. Um, I'm going to all these meetups, I'm getting out of the house, but huh, I've been rating my co-working space as like a negative one 
for six weeks now. What can we do about that? Um, or, you know, some, any other variable on there. Um, I, th- I think what, what my, the reason that I'm, I'm optimistic that something so simple can actually have an effect is this not to get not to get woo woo but there's this great Carl Jung quote that is until we make the unconscious conscious it will direct our lives and we will call it fate and so mm-hmm. I just I think so often just simple practices of how am I feeling why am I feeling that way why do I think that um, and just bringing those like answers that are just a level or two down up into a conversation just unlocks so many feelings of stuckness in people. Um, and so that's, that's, that's my, that's my philosophy and, and approach right now that something that simple probably has the, has the capacity to make some very outsized, some, some, some pretty high impact. We'll yeah. see. Sounds like there's, there's also, it's not only useful for managers, but for like employees themselves as well. Mm-hmm. Like just looking at your own answers over time is probably interesting as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I would find this tool to be really interesting and useful at the previous startup I was at. We used this tool called 15.5. Um, and it's definitely about engagement and culture. Uh, it also kind of, you know, to a degree, it's about like employee output and KPIs and blah, blah, blah. Mm. Um but I loved using that tool personally. Like it was just a really great reflective tool. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm hopeful that the, the responses are not only going to be helpful for the manager, but insightful for the, um, you know, for the employee as well. So one thing that it's, that it's not going to do yet because it would be additional functionality would be some questions that do not get reported up to the manager, but that are a little bit just more that, but are only for the employee. Like mm-hmm. introspective, thirty to forty-five seconds of journaling, even you know, um, that I think would be um, having just. How do like, you feel about your job? <laughs> if, yes. How's your manager today? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's, I mean, there's all sorts of you know yeah. research on the importance of anonymous, you know, f- feedback up the chain. But I'm not worried about that yet. Mm. I think. Um, just intro- introspection at a very, very, very local level is almost never bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So going back to the retrospectives and refining your own yeah, processes. Yes, totally, <laughs> totally. Um, okay, well, so that's where that's what I've been up to. Um, yeah, some good, some great, like personal life stuff, uh, and some feeling of some real motive uh, momentum um, on trying to you know, see if there's a potential product solution here to this like, problem that is personally important to me and I think is not going anywhere. So we will, we will see. Yeah. Sounds, <laughs> sounds great. Like you're making, you're making really good progress and it sounds like you already have one cus- potential customer. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, that's right. So awesome. I, that would be, uh, I would love nothing more than to like get that, <laughs> get that tiny little thing shipped and actually have somebody uh sign up and use it so we'll uh, and will they pay for it yeah yeah i have i kind of we we were talking and the, um he was he was saying like the five dollar per seat um model that so many slack integrations use makes sense um to him and so i don't i i don't know how i feel about that um i have to do 
like <laughs> I have to do a lot more thinking on how exactly do I want to position it. Um, and so we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. And is that like $5 per user on the team? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a decent number. Yeah. Like, uh, I, yeah, no, that's, I mean, it's a pretty this tool is, it's only useful for like uh, teams north of 20 people or so. Uh, yeah, pretty car. I mean, you know, uh, the, the number that a handful of people threw out was like, yeah, after we got bigger than 12, it started to feel like not everybody was completely connected. So yeah, anything, anything under that, you probably just, you know, you're, you know, you're, you know, your people intrinsically and naturally, um, I, I still think that people on that team would be feeling isolated um, just as a, as a percentage, uh, but like probably not going to be implemented until you're, until you're upwards of that. So yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Even just a team of but 10 I mean, still like 20, starting five, price, five a month. Yeah. Yeah. Starting price of like $50 or so is, yep. is, is a good, is a good starting point. Yeah. Yeah. It has the, How, it has the, it has the sticker price of feeling low, like, oh, five bucks. Um, but then, yeah, that's actually a pretty decent account size. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. What were you about to say? Yeah. I had, I had a, a thought or a question, but yeah, it escaped me. Okay. No worries. <laughs> no worries. It was hey, something pricing related, but I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll, um, I'll start there. Um, it's a pretty, it's also kind of a pretty common model. Um, on these sorts of things, even, I mean, 15.5 was doing it this way, like even, you know, eight years ago. And it's like, it's, it's persisted. Um, yeah. I remember it. Oh, what is um, it? <laughs> yeah. So how would this work? Like, would, would your application just look at the team count and calculate the price on that? Or would you like, would people invite people into this tool? Great question. <laughs> I I mean I I imagine out of the gate I'm not going to try to do self serve, um and and be willing to negotiate like okay yeah let's give you this pricing between 15 and 30 people so that you can add and remove people without needing to change your invoice, you know and then if you get up to 30 then then we'll have to renegotiate the the price but um like it'll be five like quote five dollars per user but somebody who has 22 people on their team, we would negotiate some acceptable range between like, you know, 15 and 30 so that there's not all this admin. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes sense, but it wasn't necessarily what, what I was getting at. Oh, um, I'm sorry. Um, I'm wondering, like, is there potential, like, like once you add this to your Slack team, mm -hmm. will it work for everyone or... <laughs> Do you yes. have to explicitly add users to it? Uh, yeah, it will. It will work for everyone. Like it gets connected by an administrator, and then the tool has a has access to the full list of users. And then there's a command that we're building into it where the the uh, the admin is able to assign direct reports to a manager through through okay. like a yeah through like a slash command in Slack. So that's and, how reporting and, will work. And then you charge for everyone on the team or just the people who are assigned? I mean, I, I haven't negotiated a contract yet, <laughs> but I would I would say everybody on the everybody on the team is where it yeah. would begin. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know. 
being able to pull only like filter and like remove certain users from the total list is it would be additional functionality that is something I would need to add. Yeah, and also sounds like it's a bit contra to the idea of the of the thing. Like you want to surface I, lonely people, but you can remove people from it. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, like it's a bit. Yeah, something I'm yeah, definitely not, anticipating is that this team of 15 in a company of 200 want it, and so like I expect mm. that that's going to happen very very quickly. So yeah, that's, all that's all good. good point. I mean, I'll. That'll, I, I can manually do that um, and build it in a negotiation. It's not not the end of the world. I, I guess it's probably not as big of a problem as I think, like initially thought. Because like, what's the point of having the tool for everyone if there's just like one manager actually looking at those answers and talking with people about it? Like, the value isn't necessarily in collecting the data, but in acting on it. So yeah. Yeah, it's probably still fine to yeah not have it for everyone. Yeah, because like you could have it for everyone, and they still wouldn't see any benefits from it because no one cared. Yeah, if they're t if the team's not using it, it's not going to do anything. I mean, there's well, yeah. I mean, we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I'm excited. This this uh, this is moving forward. <laughs> pretty, yeah, pretty yeah. Good. I'm I'm excited as well. It feels like some good momentum. Um, so one thing I wanted to, one thing I wanted to talk about before we hung up is something that you sent to me, uh, after our last call, which was the Brian Castle on, uh, at the end of bootstrapped web. Was that like a week or two weeks ago? Yeah. Something like that. Okay. <laughs> um, you, you said, Hey, listen, listen to this clip on, on here. And, uh, it was basically like he was he was talking about shows of this format, like build it in public bootstrappers. And yeah. um and he did not mention our show specifically when he was when he was talking about this, but I well, I'll I'll say this in a minute. But he was basically like, you know, it's he, he this is Brian talking. Um or Br <laughs> Brian Castle talking. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> At some point I thought it might be cool to offer some tips for people doing a show like this. I listen to some of these, but sometimes I want to see a little bit more energy. I want to hear more follow-up questions, more digging into each other's story instead of just, here's what I did this week. Okay, cool. Uh, he said, that's juicy. That's what, that's what people want to hear. So he didn't, he did not mention our show specifically. Um, but according to, actually, according to my wife, he could have, um, because she, <laughs> she was saying, and I have not gone back and listened to them. I don't think that, I'm not sure that that would be helpful exercise, <laughs> but the, the first, the first, you know, two, two and three episodes were just like very low energy. Um, yeah. but I mean, we were still getting, like, we literally did not know each other. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I think we yeah. on that part a little bit. <laughs> okay. So what are your what are your thoughts on that whole that that topic in general? Like making sure that a show like this is juicy and interesting to to the listener. I think it's an important aspect. Like, if it's not exciting for people to to keep listening to it, then what's the point? I mean, for sure. We and drama. we don't have to record this and publish this uh, if we just want to chat and. Uh, yeah. Talk to each other and report what we did in the last week right, or so. Right. Right. So what what's what do you think holds what what holds you back from digging in a little bit more on on my story? 
Like if what people want is like the juice and drama. I don't know. Like <laughs> I'm, I, I think I'm trying to dig in a little bit. Um, the, the question is like, how, how deep do we want to dig? Like, do we talk about childhood uh, <laughs> dramas and uh, tell me about your mother? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like i'm not i'm not sure what i think about pricing yet really why not what's that related to no but i is there a deep fear related yeah. to pricing yeah <laughs> i think okay here's I'll, I'll answer my own question which is which is like um i mean you, you don't want to be you don't want to appear rude you know like that, that's the first thing is you want to you want to be polite to somebody um and like in in typical conversation in the world, you know, that's just, that's, you know, that's part of being a, a good member of society is knowing where the conversation will go. That would be uncomfortable for the other person. And often you don't go there. Yeah. That's right? true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the paradox for a show like this is that, that, that is where it is interesting for random anonymous internet listener is where is the conflict where 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 the conversation is getting getting helpful oh that's yeah that's true yeah like getting out of the comfort zone is usually a good thing Mm -hmm. not always but uh yeah you can you can improve and learn once you're outside of the comfort zone Mm -hmm. but then again like i i don't feel like we should make this podcast like the stressful moment of the week for each of us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have to yeah. go on a call with Brian. He'll, he'll, ask, he'll <laughs> ask tough questions. He's again. really going <laughs> to push me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it is, it, I think it is worth like, it is, it is worth acknowledging that and, and getting serious about that point. Cause, cause, uh, Castle is, is right. If shows, if yes. shows like this one are just basically, pleasant conversations they probably uh, shouldn't be produced you know yeah um and or or well that's not true i mean produce it publish it make make it public that's fine um they probably won't get listened to that's that's probably the more accurate thing to say like do do it all you want nobody's going to stop you you don't have to have permission to put something on the internet as to whether or not it's worth listening to that's different that's a different question. So you're, you're totally right that when conversation gets uncomfortable, that is actually where you start to learn something new and that's where change comes from. The, the question is, does that happen in my private mastermind group with my therapist, with my close group of friends and in public on a podcast (laughs) with, with Benedict and Brian? Yeah, that's a good question. Like, how do you feel about it? Do you like? I mean, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty down for it. I've, I've failed and succeeded enough times that like I really hate to fail, um, but uh, I'm also working on the fact that like my business is not my identity. I can, I can fail and look stupid, and I'm, I'm still who I am, and, and glad to be who I am, and so. Um, yeah, so whatever. It's good. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> so how do you feel like, what should we do to make this more interesting? Like have a challenging question for for everyone uh, 
every week or i i mean i i think i think at a tactical level like it's just a matter of asking and i because because well, i was gonna say it's a it's a matter of just asking more pointed follow-up questions um i think that's i think that's where it can begin um just just one thought and so i think we're we're both a little bit more aware of that like <laughs> this time around because we had listened to that part that 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 yeah. podcast and given it some thought as to Oh wow! Could he have been talking about our show? Um, but I also like your I, I like your thought of like one like one question that we always ask. Is that what you're wondering about? I'm not sure if that's okay. a, like I I don't think you could plan for that. Uh, yes, you're right. It would be super weird if we, right. if we plan for like right. Basically, think about one hard question for Brian to ask in the next yeah. episode. It feels yeah. like yeah. I mean that's. I, I mean, I, uh, I guess that's probably not relevant. Yeah, no, I think I think you're right. I think just just thinking about what we just talked about, you know, would uh, let's say three weeks from now, I've like taken this little Slack prototype around to these same, you know, six, twelve, whatever people, and nobody's installing it, but I'm like still pushing it. And for if if you were to say, okay, well, that's you know, that's interesting, good good work. Hope you hope you find. Hope you find somebody for it. Like that would be lame. You, yeah. w what the listeners would want you to say is, "Hey, man, you've been pushing this for a while. Like, when are you going to give up on it?" Yeah, that yeah. is that is what that's what you should do. <laughs> Or, I mean, and I'll just throw this out there: like, if in four weeks you're you're like, so in app messaging, I'm still working on JWT. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. hey, <laughs> what's why? Why was, is that? Why is that? I'm definitely. I'm definitely waiting for that question every single week we talk about this. <laughs> okay. Well, we're... <laughs> And I don't have a good answer, so please don't ask. <laughs> I will. I, so, but I, I, do think, I do think that that is what... I think that's what he's talking about. I genuinely think that that is what makes listening interesting. I think that the art of this is to, um, is to find a way to strike a balance between like professional pointed follow through and like making it intentionally uh dramatic and kardashian like i don't want to put that into the world and i know you don't or i i suspect anyway that you don't <laughs> um yeah, yeah. but but there's a, but there's yeah there's there's a reason that 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 drama um is compelling it's because people like to listen to stories and stories where things happen and conflict is, intro is introduced it's, it's more interesting period yeah definitely just All wonder, right. like if it's if it's possible to keep like do this from week to week like i i have feeling i have a feeling mm -hmm. that sometimes our weeks will be just not as dramatic mm -hmm. Yeah, as people would like. That's. <laughs> I mean, in the end, we're. Just, I think that's like, fair. Living normal lives. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it, it's it's totally fair that this eventually might need to go to a every other week um, schedule. Hey, here's a, here's another idea I just had on how to uh, introduce a lot of drama that would keep you from being rude and keep me from being rude. Is if listeners tweeted to you and me like the hard pointed questions. And so then you, you could be like, Hey, I'm not asking you this, you know, <laughs> Natalie from Illinois wants to know, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it, it requires quite interesting. <laughs> it, it requires, it requires engagement from the audience, but that is definitely a way to bring in like, 
exactly what people are wondering about, exactly what sort of questions they would want followed up on. And you know, then we don't have to be rude. It's it's somebody yeah. else that just wants <laughs> to know. It's, it's our listeners. It's the rude. audience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, All not right. sure if that's a good thing to keep us motivated with podcasting <laughs> <laughs> we'll see I, we record this one for the rude audience <laughs> <laughs> it's not, yeah, not not rude just curious <laughs> alright we should we should wrap this up but the final thing is that you you will not be here next week yes I won't be ne- here next week I'm okay. taking the week off cool. I'm going hiking and stuff like that in southern Germany nice that sounds awesome. Yeah. Share, share pictures. Will be nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so um, Derek Reimer is going to be the guest host, guest co-host uh, with me, which will be really cool. I've never, I've never met him. Um, and so this will, this will be really, really cool. Um, co-host of Art of Product. If you're listening to this show, you're probably listening to that one. If you're listening to this show and not listening to that one, How'd you find this show first? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And uh, anyway, so that'll, that'll be really fun. Um, And we'll, uh, yeah, we'll tell, we'll, uh, looking forward to hearing about your, your trip. Hope you have some great hikes, man. Yep. Me too. And I'll definitely listen to that episode next week. (laughs) Great. Cool. All right. Cool. Good, good talking. Uh, show notes at slowandsteadypodcast.com. You can talk to us on Twitter. Send us your most pointed, rude, curious questions. Uh, slow, steady pod on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, or if you have other suggestions to how to make this, this interesting week over week, uh, let us know. <laughs> All right, talk later. Bye.